rootin', tootin', toilin', shootin', fire burnin', cowboy bootin', eye of newton, spicy beans, toe of frog and denim jeans, whiskey grits and demon spittle, tossed into our iron griddle, and with the tannin' of our hides, something wicked this way rides. Silence! Oppenheimer! I myself am strange and unusual. Listen to Fred Radio! Nerd alert! See, this is the stuff that brings nerds together. So it's sort of social. Demented and sad, but social, right? If I'm interested in it, then by definition, it is nerdy. Are you a loser denial or something? My dad's a nerd. And welcome to episode 312 of Nerd Pride Radio. 312, 312 BC was the year that the first aqueduct into Rome was completed, thus delivering pure drinking water into the city. Ask me how I'm doing today. Go on. Ask me. How you doing? I am awesome. My name is Mike Jones. I am a Pathfinder slash D&D nerd, a history nerd, a sci-fi nerd, a comic book nerd, computer nerd, movie nerd, comedy nerd, science nerd, gaming nerd, plus... There's like seven other kinds of nerd I only wish I was nerdy enough to be. You are listening to Nerd Pride Radio, the place I go every week with my handsome son, Aiden. Hey, it's me. To have on about all the nerd stuff that just won't fit in our skulls anymore. Uh, as always, we're recording live from our Nerd Pride studios inside the belly of a space whale. Ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what? We gotta get right into it because we have a huge show ahead. We have so much material planned. Uh, we're gonna start right off with the meticulously plotted of this plotted portion of this podcast. This is the time for me and Aiden where we talk about all the interesting things we've stumbled across during the last week. If something tickles our nerd fancies during the course of our busy, busy weeks, we add it to this master list, and the best stuff off of that list gets spewed out all over you guys every time we record. You, you lucky, lucky dogs. dogs. And first on our master list this week is a brand new segment, a complete surprise to Mike, called My Friend, John. That's right, this is a brand new game show style segment called My Friend, John, where I will uh, describe a story from my friend, John, and it is uh, your guys at home's and Mike's job to uh, tell me uh, the character's name, the property they are from, and if applicable, what actor played them. Okay, I don't know if I follow, but go ahead. Alright, so, first off, uh, I-, I have a friend. Well, his we'll name is John. Him. We'll call him John. And uh, he, he he took a flight to go see his ex-wife, and it was just, it was Christmas time, uh-huh. and a thing, one thing led to another, and terrorists took over the building. Oh, wow. And so I guess... This happened to your friend John? Yeah, my friend John. And uh, <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess 
I'm, I'm worried that he might get in some legal tr- trouble if he retaliates against the people who have commandeered this building. Uh-huh. Mm. Do, you, do you have any f- advice for my friend John? Your friend? Now, do I know this John? I, I mean, you might. This isn't John McClane, is it? This is John McClane! <laughs> okay, you're you're pretty good. I like that. So, okay, John McClane, John McClane diehard Bruce Willis. Perfect! Alright, round two. Alright, so, I have a friend. Let's call him John. Uh-huh. Um, now, he, he was a really, really nice guy. You know, served military time, uh, special ops and all that. And, you know, it... I don't think this was right of him, but, I mean, I can't blame him. Someone killed his dog. And (laughs) in response... I was was actually going to go with John Rambo, but I don't remember Rambo owning a dog. So, is, is it right for him to kill a hundred of that guy's friends in retaliation to killing a dog? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, first off, if you're John Wick. Yes. From John Wick. Yes. Played by, I can't make a John joke, Keanu. Yes. But, but uh, yes, of course it's justified. It's a, They killed his dog. That was the only thing he had left of his wife. <laughs> he had no choice. All right, now they're going to start getting a little harder. Okay. So, uh. I'm a little worried about my friend. We'll call him John. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think he might be schizophrenic. He's been claiming that his cat can talk. But I, I've been around the cat. It does not talk. And according to him, this cat is really just mean-spirited and... <laughs> okay, okay, a- I got abuses it. ...abuses his dog, ruins his relationships, but I, I've never heard this cat speak. All right. Uh, John Arbuckle. Yes. From Garfield. Yes. In the movies, I don't know who played him in the movies. That's okay. Uh, Because uh, I was talking about the comic John Arbuckle, and it is only if applicable for actors. All right. Cool. All right. So, uh, next one. Uh, My friend, John. Uh Now, he's one of those types that you give him money and he'll do anything. So... A bunch of his friends got together and started doing some really fucked up stunts. And, you know, I, th- I think he's going to come to regret it. Because, I mean, I mean, these stunts look wait, like wait, they're wait. causing some serious wait, wait, bodily wait. harm. You, the, the Johnny Knoxville, as played by Johnny Knoxville in the movie Jackass. Exactly. Or Jackass 2 or Jackass 3. All right, uh, you've been uh, riding pretty good so far, but I think uh, the final round, round five, is where I'm going to get you. Okay, go for it. All right, so, I have a friend. We'll, we'll call him John. And uh, he's he's really famous. He's uh, he, a rock star, even. Okay. And uh, he, he, he wanted to send a message through his music. But uh, he, he didn't think he was sending this message well enough, so he became a terrorist. I don't understand it either. But, uh, he, he attempted to take out his aggressions on a corporation, and so they took him and downloaded his brain into a device. And then some mercenary picked up the device, downloaded his brain into their brain, and now he's some kind of 
ghost in their head trying to complete his work through them. Sheesh. Um, I don't know the name of this one. Okay, uh, this is Johnny Silverhand from Cyberpunk, also played by Keanu Reeves. Wow, wait, 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 from Cyberpunk? Yep. Is this the video game? Yes. And Keanu does the voice work? Yes. For a bit? Wow, I did not know that. Um, uh, he also, uh, um, I just saw a list of the, did you send it to me, the five Johns? Yes, this is exactly where this bit came from. Okay. Where yeah, Keanu Reeves plays, has played seven different Johns. Yeah, he's been John Wick, he's been uh, John Neuma- Constantine. John Constantine, Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, he plays a lot of Johns. Johnny Silverhand. All right, I, you know what? I like that bit. That was good. Right. That was a complete surprise. Um, good. I, I, I couldn't tell you about it or else you'd be able to research. What what music is going there? Uh, I was thinking the uh, I'm Your Only Friend bit from uh, They Might Be Giants' uh, Little Birdhouse in Your Soul. Nice. I was... a, a song by John and John. All right. You know what? I I am completely on board with that. Um, all right, then. In that case, uh, it's time for the science corner. Oh, she blinded me with science. She blinded me with science. Blinded me with science. Look, normally I come to the science corner. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That music means... If you don't stop listening now, you might be in danger of learning something. Okay, usually I come to the science corner uh, because because I have exciting things to talk to you about. That's what that's what the science corner is about. Is I love being excited. Do we have by more science. exciting things this week? Okay, no. Okay, it, here's the thing: a very disappointing thing. But then I had to learn something to understand why I was disappointed. So I still learned something. Right, and that's always exciting. All right. I'm a big fan of Planet Nine. Yeah. Okay. Or Planet X or Planet Ten because there used to be nine planets uh, before Pluto it's, got demoted. It's Planet Ten. Pluto's still a planet. But, Respect. But and nowadays they call it Planet Nine. So Planet Nine out there, uh, they were looking at the movements of a number of dwarf planets and other bodies in the outer solar system, and the way these were moving indicated. That you know they're all being corralled into this this similar orbit with similar periods, and it would it would seem that something is shaping the movement of these dwarf planets. Is it a black hole? No, no, no. It was it was supposed to be Planet Nine, which would be a planet that would be on the order of Neptune in size. Oh, and yeah, a, a huge ice giant floating out far enough that we can't spot it easily, but where it is influencing the movements of these. Uh, uh, of these distant bodies around the sun. But then it turns out that they did some research into what is called the street lamp effect. Right. And discovered that... I have that, never heard of this effect. Can you give me a rundown description of it? Sure. Let's imagine that you've gone out every night for a year, wandering the streets, looking for loose change. Okay. Uh, you've done this every day. Right, and at the end of the, the year, you have plotted the locations where you have found loose change all around the city. And it seems to correlate with all these streetlights. And you find out that, oh, wow, change seems to congregate around streetlights. What is it about street lamps that attracts loose change? And it's just your visibility. And it just turns out that, oh, you've only been going out at night, and so that was the only place you were really able to look. Okay. So if that's the only place that you're looking, then of course you're going to find lots of stuff in that spot. 
And so what happens is because we spotted a couple of planets here and we've got this corridor that we're looking down and we're interested in it because of the possibility of a planet nine. So people keep looking there and keep finding more dwarf planets that fit this description, this, this orbital uh, uh, direction, as it were. And it turns out they said, okay, okay, but what if, what if we just randomly placed dwarf planets all around and guessed, you know, what their, what their orbits would look like and all this. I don't know how they go about doing all of this, but it basically says that, yeah, if we were looking everywhere in the sky, as much as we're looking right here, we would find just as many objects everywhere else as, as this spot. And thus, so it, it's, it's just epicircles. It just, yeah, it just means that there's no, um, th- there is no solid evidence for planet. The only evidence of planet nine, the only thing that was leading people to think it was there was, this, ba- this basic fact of orbital mechanics. And now that you've taken that away, oh, sure, there could still be a planet nine, but there's no evidence that right. there's a planet nine. There's nothing that says that it should be there. So, very disappointed to find out that there's no planet nine, um, but but super excited to learn about the street lamp effect. So, right. so I thought that was cool. So that, that's what I've got for the science corner. Um, let's see what else I've got. Um, uh, I've got a gaming table. That's true. Hold hold on. We're going to reverse back to the science corner once again. That's right. As Lisa just reminded us, there were a couple of guys out uh, fossicking for gold. They, they were gold fossickers. I don't know what that means. Uh, Mother fossicker. Yes, right. But uh, from the pictures and the description of the article, it looks like they were out searching for gold with metal detectors. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so... Fossicking. Fossicking, as it were. Um, and anyway, they're Australian. Who knows what it really means? And <laughs> the the point is, they came across uh, something that did strong readings, uh, something unusual. So they dig the thing up, and it's clearly heavy in, in metal. And so uh, they throw it in the back of their truck, and it kind of rolls around in there for a couple of weeks before they finally think to take it in, and because they think maybe they've got a meteorite. Um, and... Uh, and they take it in, and the guy who looks at it says, look, people do this all the time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, 99.9% of the time, they've got nothing. This time, holy crap, real meteorite. And not just a real meteorite, but like a super old one. Like, like you know, four, four and a half billion years. Like, Jeez. Like, it's been laying there in Australia for how long? Because... Um, Australia is one of the places where you can actually still find uh, rocks that old uh-huh. because uh, the earth itself kind of turns over a lot. I mean, you know, with the whole movement of tectonic plates and new land is being formed and old land is being subsumed. And uh, there are very few places on earth where you can get super old rocks that have not yet been subsumed. Yeah, sucked under into the magma and reformed. Uh, and this was one of them. And so... Um, holy crap. Yeah. Now, how much do you get? How much do you get for one of the oldest meteorites? Like one of only six. Uh, it named after you. Yeah, $200,000. Right? Hey, you and I should get into fossicking. Right, which, you know, (laughs) you feel like it should be worth a whole lot more than that, but I'm also surprised that they got that much for it. You know, like, yes, if you, if you 
are into science, you realize that this sucker is invaluable, priceless. But, you know, in the real world, yeah, that right. translates to $200,000. So I thought that was super cool. Now, is it United States dollars or, um, or Australian I don't, dollars? You know what? It might be Australian dollars. Because I think I, was, I think the article we read actually came from uh, an Australian news source. Okay, so it's worth a hundred thousand American. I don't even know what uh, it's, it's. It's it's worth like three to, three bucks. Like I, I well I know. <laughs> can you can you just convert it to pesos for me? Would that be easier? <laughs> um, so all right, there. Now that is the end of the science corner. Um, gaming table. Uh, yeah, give me just a second. How about while the music runs? I've got. Master's Guide I've got 12-sided die Alright, so uh, it, the, the the rock was actually worth uh, 154,339 USD Nice Still, okay. a lot of money Role-playing games, board games, card, card games, games, video games, games Any if, games If, if it fits on our gaming, gaming table, table we're, We're here, here to, to share, share it with you. you. Okay, what do you got? I hate to keep doing this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna complain about some D and D players. What? A specific kind of D and D player. Is it Garrett? It might be. Stop it! Don't be mean to Garrett. It's the backstory novelist. <sighs> yeah, you know, I get it. Because that used to bother me as well. But you know what? Because, you know, last time you were complaining about people who didn't want a backstory at all. Okay. There's a... I specifically ask for give me two paragraphs about your character's backstory. Did you say how long the paragraphs were supposed to be? I did not, and that's up to my players. But... The issue is, when one of them sends me 32 paragraphs... I, I I get it. I could understand four. If you really want to get in depth, four paragraphs when asked for two. I look, I get But thirty two paragraphs? I have seen I have seen backstories that were thirty pages. I have seen backstories that run on forever. And I guess the the thing if you're if you're in one of my campaigns and, and you write a backstory that's longer than about four pages maybe five uh, just yeah my, my wife has it right on the head my attention span is not that long so just be prepared that uh, I'm not gonna read it I right. mean like I'll read the highlights and I'll talk to you about your character but if there's anything crucial in there, that is going to impact your character's stats or so like, like, you know, you're going to throw out later that, Oh, well, yeah, but I grew up in that kind of area because it says right here in my backstory. Yeah. I didn't read that. If that's going to be important to your character right. and important to the gameplay, make sure I know it. Right. Because I don't mind them writing it all mm-hmm. out. I, the only, the only time, the only time it bothers me to get a novel for a backstory is when, it feels like they've written themselves into a corner where, like, you know, if all that stuff has happened to you, how are you only first level? Right. 
How that's that's the that's part why that gets I asked for two paragraphs because what I'm looking for is a jumping off point where I can start someone's arc. Mm-hmm. Although even even then though, now that I think about Ilian from our current campaign, he doesn't have a huge long backstory. But uh, oh no no, but he justified it. That's what I was going to say because he's 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 an old man when the thing starts. Um, so and he's, he's out of practice, and he's got tons of past experience, but he's actually uh, been hit with a curse that has uh, okay. uh, has sapped his strength. So he's actually a fighter with no strength um, and no constitution, which is really right. fascinating. Um, and so that that explains why he's back to first level when we start this campaign is because uh, uh, because of this event uh, that struck him low. But right, but but when I'm looking for jumping off points to start stories about them. 32 paragraphs, almost none of that is going to be used. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. And it, it used to drive me crazier when I was younger. Um, but, you know, as I've gotten older, hey, you know what? If writing novels about characters makes you happy, right away. As long as, as, long as we have an understanding that, you know, in the game, once again... I don't. I can't read thirty pages worth of mm-hmm. material for everybody just because I'm just not that. I'm not built that way. Right. But again, if it helps you, if you enjoy doing it, and if it if it helps you get into this character's head better, okay, I guess I'm all I'm all for it. Just uh, uh, just recognize that I'm probably not reading it because I'm a bad bad GM. So there you go. Um, hey, and that's the end of the meticulously plotted portion of this podcast. Oh, is it? It is. Unless I have another game show. No, I don't. <laughs> but you know what time it is, then. It's time for the pod. Omatic. Hot dog. <sighs> this is the Nerd Bride Radio pod. I, I, complete, I completely forgot. I said hot dog and then forgot what the next words were. This is the Nerd Pride Radio Pod-O-Matic. At the end of every cast, we bring out R2, his fully pimped out Pod-O-Matic bubble. And he rolls up random topics for us to talk about. Where do these topics come from, you ask? Well, that is where you come in. You want to hear us haver on about something? You send your question or topic to us by email uh, at mike at nerdprideradio.com. Or, better yet, uh, just sign up for the forums at nerdprideradio.com slash babble. You sign up there. Oh, wait. See, now I'm into the end credits. And we will add your suggestions to our Podomatic list. But this is what happens when we don't record for three weeks. I was going to say, it's been that long since you've recorded. Three weeks, yes. Podomatic is, is about, about whatever you want it to be. Even Lisa's making fun of me now. <laughs> I bet she could memorize this. Uh, she's been here often enough. 94. 94 is from, well, by golly, it's from Lisa. Well, hi, Lisa. Lisa says, you've been given a gorilla. You can't give it away or sell it. What do you do with it? Um, I teach it to urgently sign things that don't actually mean anything and have it run up to random strangers looking like it's panic signing things. <laughs> oh, okay. Look, I can't give it away and I can't sell it. Well, then clearly, um, clearly, I will. I will raise it as my own, and uh, 
I will treat it lovingly, and I will until it rips your arms off. I will, I will teach it to respect all life and educate it as best as possible, and uh, eventually he'll graduate from high school and he'll get an apartment on his own, and maybe we'll do a podcast together. I mean, is is this is this how you tell me? <laughs> I'm just saying maybe you should shave. That's oh. all. <laughs> Yeah, no, I got nothing. Look, I love, I love gorillas. I love gorillas. I love primates. I love chimps. You have a tattoo of a gorilla. I have, I have a gorgeous tattoo of a gorilla. Oh, right I like there. how you pull up your sleeve. Yes, I'm showing the microphone. Look, guys, isn't that gorgeous? All right, <laughs> um, I love my gorilla. So, uh, welcome to a visual podcast that is completely audio. Ah, double aught. That's a hundred. That's where Walrus lives. Hey, Walrus, <laughs> how's the view up there at a hundred? Uh. Ever heard of Sirenscape? Oh my god, it's such a bag of awesome. Uh, no. no. No, I haven't. Watch me Watch me use my Google skills to find Sirenscape. Sirenscape online. Ooh. Um, music and sounds for RPGs. Oh, oh I have heard of Sirenscape. Ambiences and music for tabletop role-playing. Oh, wow. I have heard of Sirenscape. No, I have not heard of Sirenscape, but that's pretty awesome. It's, in fact, if, if you uh, trust the walrus, it's a bag of awesome. Uh, you know, well, I always cool. trust the walrus. Thank, thank you for pointing me in that direction. How do you, how do you even download stuff with those big awkward flippers, man? I mean, that 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 is that is Nerd Pride's tagline, though. By the way, Nerd big Pride awkward Ra- flippers. No, Nerd Pride Radio. Trust the walrus. <laughs> uh, it is now. All right. Next up. Uh, 46. 46. This has to be our last one. All right. So, hey, it's from Emily. Well, hey, Emily. I, have we ever had one from Emily before? I don't think so. I don't think we have. Emily says, I've been knitting a lot lately. So here's one. How many hats is too many hats for one person to own, Aiden? Does she actually call me out there? No, she does not say Aiden. That's okay, that is my own editorial edition. Because I I do collect hats. How many hats is too many hats? Well, I have sixty eight hats, and I would like to almost have, nice, almost nice. <laughs> I would like to have more hats. So I'd say as long as you have places to put these hats and you enjoy having them. You can never have too many hats. All right, you know what? I think Bartholomew Cubbins would beg to differ with that. Oh my god, you're looking at me completely blank. That's great. You should read The 500 Hats of Bartholomew Cubbins. It's a Dr. Seuss book. I don't even remember it being all that good, but he was cursed that every time he took off a hat, there'd be another hat underneath. Because Bartholomew Cubbins is supposed to... He's he's being chewed out for not taking his hat off for the king, but he realizes he has his hat in his hand. What did you do? Oh my god, there's another hat there. And so he pulls off his hat, there's another hat there. And so he's taken into custody, they're tearing hats off him, eventually gets to the point where he starts pulling hats off, and now each each subsequent hat after that gets bigger and fancier and more elaborate than the previous hats. And I don't remember where this thing goes. I don't remember what the point was. I'm sure... I'm sure... <laughs> There was something in it to say that hierarchy, bad, socialism, good. I don't know what Dr. Seuss was trying to tell me, but I loved that story when I was a kid. When I was little, there was something about those funny hats keep getting weirder and weirder. 
I loved Bartholomew Cummins. I thought that was a great book. I, and I haven't thought about that book in probably 15 years. Crazy talk. <laughs> so there you go. All so right. five, 500 hats is maybe too many. I don't know. It was a good book. <laughs> it all depends. Is it going to get you executed? What we're saying here is if you like hats and you have the places to put them and they're not ruining your life because you're overrun with hats, then you're probably fine. Yeah. So there you go. All right. And that is the end of that, which takes us to GLaDOS. Number 32. GLaDOS, who will wait patiently until we do this one. <sighs> hey, it's also from Lisa. Well, hey, All Lisa. Right. Open and close on Lisa, then. Uh, Lisa says, if you could live in any TV home, which one would it be? Ooh. Uh, the Titans Tower. Wow. That was a quick answer. That is really good. Hmm. Because I'm trying to think of all the uh, the cool or expensive homes on TV. But, you know, things like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's clearly a great house, but uh, it's, uh, actually, it's just a big house. Actually, it's not. Within the canon lore, they don't have a ceiling. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen that episode. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, Will goes, wait, if we're so rich, why can't we afford a ceiling? And it pans up to the studio ceiling. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Hmm. Um, I have to answer the question. So, let me think. Can, can you entertain the people while I'm thinking? Because I'm not coming up with anything that's that's adequate here. Lisa, do you have an idea? So, I have no idea what It's your question. If you could live in any TV home, which one would it be? Why does the Tarrasque exist, really? I mean, it's it's never something that your players are ever going to be able to fight on their own, unless you have, like, super overpowered players. So, I mean, really, is, is it there as a punishment? Gygax, why the Tarrasque? I know you can't answer me. You're dead. But why the Tarrasque? It just seems like it's it's some unbeatable unbeatable monster that is set to destroy the world. What? It's resistant to magic. It's resistant to all forms of non-magical weapons. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Enough, enough. All right. Um, Lisa says uh, the home from Dynasty, which was a giant mansion. Yeah, or Dallas. Either one of those is just fine. Or alternately. I also thought maybe that big uh, estate that uh, Magnum P.I. lived in, because it's in Hawaii. So so not only do you have this huge tropical estate, it's in Hawaii. That's pretty good. Uh, I was hoping for, like, like the Titans Tower was a great answer. Um, but, uh, but you took it. And I would not have come up with that on my own. So uh, I'm going to let you win this Stark round. Stark Tower? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Any TV home? No, never mind. The Enterprise. Huh? They had, they had 500 people living on the original and, what, a thousand or more in the uh, in the Next Generation version? That was their home. I, I would live on the Enterprise. I'm good with that. All right. They've got a holodeck, man. A holodeck. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Can't help it. 
Let don't, us. don't don't let this episode be called the holodeck. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late. Uh, GLaDOS is going to give us a recap of this week's episode so far. Remember when the platform was sliding into the fire pit and I said goodbye and you were like, no way. And then I was all, we pretended we were going to murder you. That was great. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Nerd Pride Radio. The opening and closing theme is death metal disco as perf- as performed by Black Dove Underground, but written by Ian Cronk. I can't even get that right. Uh, my bumper music this week was Weezer's in the Garage and uh, She Blinded Me with, with Science as, as performed by, by William Shatner. As well as Birdhouse in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants. By they Might Be Giants. Excellent. I'll have to learn to add that in. Uh, hopefully we get that one. All the songs I use are available on a variety of music services. You should check them out, listen to them, buy them, enjoy them. I wouldn't put them on my podcast if I didn't love them. If you want to help out Nerd Pride, subscribe to this podcast and whatever podcatcher you use. Write us a nice review or crappy one as long as it's got five stars because of the algorithm, blah, blah, blah. And I'll do something super nice recommended to your friends because if you're enjoying it, spread the word let other people enjoy it as well. Word of mouth is my bread and butter, people. Remember, I'm always looking for you listeners to do my work for me. Don't forget to send me questions and topics for the Podomatic. Uh, and we're running a little low, so sending those now would be nice. Uh, let me know if you want to be included in the Listener Betrayal. And if you have a really interesting nerd fact about an upcoming episode number, like, you know, 313 or 314, those are upcoming episode numbers, send them to me and save me all of that grueling research. My contact information, mike at nerdprideradio.com. Uh, at Nerd Pride Radio on social medias that I will never look at, ever, promise. Uh, but to be completely honest, best way to talk to me is to sign up for my forums at nerdprideradio.com slash nerds. You sign up there, you send us a message, we will hang out together, we will be the best friends in the world. We'll have fun. Now it's time for Listener Betrayal. Before we start recording every podcast, we send out to our Platinum member lists and, uh, and, and my fully pimped out Potomatic chat rooms. That's that's Aiden's list is Platinum. Mine's just Gallium. Just Gallium. The Gallium's the best ones. Um, and we say, hey, we're recording anything that they respond to us. We will read off at the end of the podcast. And that is what we are doing right now. So uh, I'll start because, you know, you always make me start. And don't, don't don't let start. I've this got a weak the, heart. This is the worst part. Oh. I don't. To believe for all the world that you're my precious little girl. But don't, don't, don't let start. I've got a weak heart, and I don't get around like you get around. So anyway, I, I sent out to my Gallium Club members, and I said, we're recording at Nerd Pride. Ask me anything. And also, tell me one thing you like about you. Uh, Jacob responded and said, I hold me tight. Ah! Yes! Tell me I'm the only one. Want to come over tonight? Yeah. Keep on whispering in my ear. Tell me all the things that I want to hear because it's true. That's what I, I like, like about, about me. me. Oh, my God. That when, when Mike told me what his question was, that was exactly my response. <laughs> so uh, then uh, I also got a response from my, my beautiful wife, Lisa. And Lisa said... One thing I like about me is that I always try and give people the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes maybe I'm too generous with them, but I always try and be fair. 
I know that is a very accurate description of her. Um, I know I was supposed to be funny. No, you don't have to be no, funny. You don't have to be funny. You were you were funny while we were on mute. That's I wish I wish we had recorded right. all of that. Um, to, to, to fill all you listeners in, we we tried we we had it paused, and every time we'd unpause, Lisa would start saying something, and then we'd have to pause, and it was almost as if she was doing it on purpose. Except that she's across the room, and she couldn't see when we were hitting the button, so it was just pure coincidence, and it was really funny. I mean, anyway, uh, next up is Kyle. Kyle says. I'm playing Trial by Trolley with my family. I love Trial by Trolley. It's great. Google it. Uh, is this a uh, weighing, if you've got lives on this track and lives on this yes. track, which so, one do you run over? Well, here's the thing is, one team puts down something on your opponent. So one team will put a card on their opponent's team. So something like, your own mother. Mm-hmm. And then... Someone put something on your track, so you don't want your track to get oh, run over. I saw this when it was a Kickstarter. Yes. Nice. And so then you can add modifiers like uh, best friends with Hitler. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so yes. you can start, or and then you can add uh, so, bonuses. Like, yeah, they might be best friends with Hitler, but they're also destined to make the cure for cancer. Right. And also your mom. Um, that's great. Uh, I like that I play board games with my kids. Speaking of which... What's the greatest artistic achievement both of you have achieved? Uh, artistic achievement right now, so far, um, for me, Godball. Godball is my greatest artistic achievement so far. And it's not even finished. But uh, it is my, my magnum opus. Um, I'm not really the artistic type. I mean... Something that you have created that you're proud of. Oof. Uh, probably my D&D world. Yeah, see? Exactly. That is an artistic achievement. Good question, Kyle, yeah, by the way. great question. Uh, next up, uh, Aiden says, Oh, Aiden likes his sense of humor. I also like your sense of humor. Shut among, up. Among many other positive qualities. I, 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 wanted, I wanted to find a way to, to be like, the fact that I'm trash and have no redeeming qualities, but I couldn't find a way to word it properly. <laughs> nice. Uh, Kaz, Kaz responded and said, I am getting to I'm getting the game for the first time in forever. Hey, that is pretty awesome, dude. I'm happy for you. He says, "How are things in Nerdtown? What was the last good thing you got to watch?" And I responded and said, uh, "A cool time loop movie called Ark, A R Q." But I think I talked about that last time. Uh, and Ark is a great movie. I found a, it's on Netflix. You've got uh, Netflix. Go watch Netflix that. show called Alien Planet, mm-hmm. where they take the rules of evolution. And apply it to extreme planets. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've only seen two episodes, and one of them was a planet with double Earth's gravity and a planet that is rotation-locked. All right. So one side is 420 degrees, and the other one is negative 50. Okay, by the way, for future reference, uh, we've hit the perfect balance with this episode. Yeah. In that you are almost exactly twice as far from the microphone as I am. Yeah. And we're getting perfect balance all the way through. Really? Yeah, this has worked out really well. Oh, okay. We've got to remember this when we're at home, uh, because I think we, we only did it this way here because this is the configuration of this table. You mean when we're table. in our Nerd Pride studio that is interdimensionally traveling constantly. Right, exactly. So, uh, anyway. Um, Don't break the illusion, Mike. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, Sarah Beth. So, wait, wait. Are, do we have the podcast studio at the end of time? Is that what's Is that what's going on? Just a second. 
wow, yeah, great, great, great etiquette there, Mike, texting during the podcast. God, look at him go. No, this is, this is Sarah Beth. Sarah Beth says, how bold of you to assume I like anything about myself. Oh, no, Sarah Beth, you're great. You give great answers every week, except for this week. This, that answer was bad. All right. Yeah, see, Lisa's already giving you hints here. Um, well, I guess I'll text it to you so you know, but uh, hint, your costuming is awesome. See, there's stuff to like, Sarah Beth. This is a podcast about positivity. Positivity. Right. There we go. All right, so uh, next is, ooh, it's someone named Garrett. Well, hey, Garrett, what's and up? Garrett says, one thing I like about me is I have good friends to play D&D with. Hey, friends is always Aww, positive. thanks. That is awesome, isn't it? I'm the only <laughs> one he plays D and D with. He's talking about his. He's talking about his other group, him and Sam. Um, <laughs> okay. I sent to Noah and I said, Noah, tell me one thing I like about you. And he says, it's easy to spell. It's you with a tail and then a circle and then another you, but without the tail. <laughs> and then he sends a big old grinning happy face and I didn't get it. So yeah? I so I said, "What?" And then after a pause I said, "Oh god, never mind. I get it now." And then that's when he started laughing and he hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> that was <laughs> What what do you like about you? And he says, "Well, it's so easy to spell. It's just a U with a tail and then a circle and then another U but without a tail." And I did not get it at all. I was just baffled because I'm an idiot. <sighs> Next up. Too, too, too many crayons in your lunchbox today, bud? Maybe. Shut up. <laughs> um, okay. This one's from Dave. Well, hey, Dave. Happy birthday, Eve, Eve, Mike. Because it's two days until yeah. my birthday. And if folks are li- listening to this tomorrow, happy birthday, Eve. If they're listening on Tuesday, happy birthday. And if they're listening after Tuesday, happy belated birthday. I think that covers it. Well, yeah, but also, Dave, happy, since you'll be listening to this tomorrow, happy birthday, Eve, Eve to you, sir. Uh, then he goes on and says, one thing I like about me, crap, um, um, I'm able to see connections between things, he says questioningly, as if it might not be a good thing, uh, that I like the people around me, Find I like the people around me, Finding their best successes. Okay. I'm pretty okay with making new art out of old sounds. Uh, These are all questions. I'm not very good at this. All right, good. I'm glad you recognized that you kept questioning your own positive traits. Did you have fun discovering and writing all the cards for Monkey King? Oh, my God, I did. Monkey King is awesome. Probably like every new god that we create for Godball. Feels a little overpowered. Probably Uh a little overpowered. But uh, right now with Sedna... Coyote, Monkey King, Pele. This is going to be around. That we're gonna we're gonna since we're both having birthdays this week. Uh, I think we're gonna do a big uh, a big birthday bash of Godball Ooh, coming up. And uh, I wish I could be invited. Oh, I wish you could. But we haven't excluded you from anything for a while, so it's kind yeah. of on the schedule. But we'll, well see. We'll see, see how it pans why, out. That's why I have this new job, so it does that for you. We'll see how it pans out because. Uh, 
Um, if if you're able to be there, I don't know what we'll have for for seating because we we might already have four people playing. I but, mean, I can but watch. sit, yeah, sit in and observe. Have a beer with us. You know, sure. watch over our shoulder. Uh, maybe sit in for a round, depending in on how VR, long we're I play. Absolutely, watch over your shoulder. See exactly. Um, and then, uh, do you have anything special planned for your birthday? Nah, just playing some Godball, probably. Uh, after this one, because clearly this will be the best. Hi, Lisa. Um, what's your favorite birthday memory? Because Dave said hi, Lisa. Um, what is your favorite birthday memory? And this applies for you, too. I think I know yours. What's my favorite birthday memory? Oh, my God, yes. We had such a great time. Yes, which is um, the for my 40th birthday when we went out to the... Uh, we rented a huge cabin uh, for all of my online friends who didn't bother to show up, but... <laughs> and you should all feel guilty about that. But... Um, but we wound up uh, having family and other friends over, and we had a great time, and it really was a spectacular birthday blowout. I had a really good time with it. So um, it all worked out in the end. It was wonderful. Do um, you have a favorite birthday memory? Mm. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, I'm not entertaining enough for you. Uh, I think on my 21st, I asked everyone that for my 21st birthday, I just wanted a quiet day to myself. Mm -hmm. And I got it. That was pretty cool. No one said anything to me. I just got to relax and just do me all day. And then the day after my birthday, I got absolutely trashed. That's great. It was my favorite birthday ever. Um, Have you ever had a high score... On an arcade game at the arcade. Yes. What did you put in as your initials? Why did Aiden just say ass? <laughs> I didn't say ass. <laughs> Me and Jacob held the top record on the standing shooter massive machine at uh, the pizza machine. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what we put our names in as. Oh, uh, I always, uh, I've gotten high scores on machines lots of times in my, you know, 51 years Wh- on this earth. Hold on, why would they think I would put ass on a machine? He just, because that's what jerks do. They either put ass or dick or stuff like that. When you only have three letters to do a name, that's what people did. Uh, but uh, I always just put M-I-K. I just put Mike. So, always. Oh, wait, and then why did Aiden just say ass? And then he follows up with, actually, he probably didn't. Oh. <laughs> you got all offended for nothing. Dave gave you the benefit of the doubt. Why did Aiden say boner? <laughs> See, exactly. But, Even but, your mom but, but, knows. The, 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 last, the last, like, four times someone's guessed what I said beforehand, it's been boner. So, uh, anyway, uh, that's it for me. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I sent out to the Platinum list, uh, Howdy Platinum members, my dad and I are recording today. If you'd like to say something or have us read anything, now is your chance. We will read anything you say to send to us. Seriously, anything you type will be read off. This week's question, if you could rename any animal, which one would it be and what would you call it? And uh, the first one comes to us from Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Uh, she says tree frogs. I'd name them Sticky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. 
I, I enjoy that. Oh, just like the little uh, the the cheap prizes that you used to get for bingo. Did they ever do those in frogs, or was it always just the sticky hands? Did they have it was sticky frogs? The they've had see the see Lisa says they've had frog ones. Yeah, you throw them against the wall and they stick there, and then maybe after a while they slowly oh, kind yeah, of roll yeah, down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, the next one comes from Noah. He says, "I have four uh, gorillas, uh, humans, buff, hairy neighbor." Nice. Uh, dolphins, human-brained fish. Okay. Snakes, land eels. That's good. Eels, water snakes. <laughs> All right, that was not funny without the other. But... That was that's the payoff, yeah. Noah. Thank you. All right. Uh, next one comes to us from Jacob, and uh, <laughs> Jacob just sent me a screenshot of the uh, the uh, bubba the. Uh, what's it called? The petition site. Yeah, of uh, to of uh, the petition to rename fire ants to spicy boys. Oh, fire ants deserve nothing. Um, the next one comes from Kyle. Uh, he says that he'd call giraffe Celine Dion. I don't know why that's so funny, but I really like that. Uh, he says, what about you? If you could rename, rename Celine Dion after any animal, which would it be? <laughs> Probably a giraffe. I, yeah, I, I would... I don't know. I mean... Something I'd make a pun out of, like Celine Dion. That's pretty good. All I can think of is... Celine Dion walks into a bar. Bartenders say, "Hey, why the long face?" Because she has a drink. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next one comes just from Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, he says the tit mouse. It's not even a mouse. Call it the tit bird. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, the next one comes just from Ryan. Uh, he says, I would rename fish to something more badass, like water missile or some shit. Okay. I'll allow it. Uh, and the next one comes to us from uh, Billy Bob. Uh, Billy Bob uh, says that uh, stingrays are sea napkins. I follow. I follow. That's all I got. Alright. Billy Bob gets credit. Alright. Well then that's it. We have wrapped up. And uh, we appreciate you guys being here. It has been awesome. And we'll think about coming back uh, probably in two weeks. With Aiden's job, he uh, he has to work every other Saturday. So that's why we skipped last week as we're trying to put it off. So we're, was, we're lined up with his full weekend. I was dead. Yeah. So we're lining up with his when he's got Saturday and Sunday off. And he's, uh, he's a bit recovered. So anyway, you guys have a good time. Bye-bye. You can't see us waving, but we are. Bye. Good night, everybody.